Welcome to the Inspired Intentions Podcast with Skytera Wellness. If you've been too busy and not taking care of yourself, it's time to reset habits and plunge into your new normal. I'm your host, Jeff Ford, and I'm joined today with my super special co-host, Rachel Colosino. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, did you see that? I added in special this time. Yeah, yeah, that just warms my heart. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're a special person, and I think we don't <laughs> tell each other often enough. Yeah, I think that maybe you are just really excited to not have to be doing the podcast by yourself. I am. I am. It's <laughs> nice to have you on the other line. And it's so great that we've gotten all the way to part four of our four part series. Yes. On habits. Yeah. This is the episode that we've been teasing up all month long. This is what we think is going to be the best because now actually we're going to be talking about how to make your habits stick. So we've done a lot of background information all month long on habits, and now we're ready to really get into it. Yes. Now that you're thinking about habits differently, you understand them better. This is where the action is going to begin. That's right. Yeah. So um, where's the best place to start, Jeff? To start today, I'd like to use some examples from what I see in the program. So we have Mm -hmm. guests, you know, who come on Sunday, they stay with us a week, upwards of a month, depending on how much time they're able to get away and come to the retreat. And I noticed some themes about how guests go about trying to take what they experience here at Skyterra home with them. It's interesting. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, we have guests who come to Skyterra and they are so inspired on making changes in their life and then they sit down with you at the end when they're ready to go home, right? And they're they're just so excited about everything that they want to make happen, that they want to fulfill. And so we're, we're talking about that point in their journey, right? Yeah, yeah. We do one class every Friday. It's called Home Plan. And this is where we craft a plan for home. And what I see is two types of folks. The first individual tends to be like, I'm going to do all of it. I'm going to do everything. This is going to be my new life. And then you have the the second individual who's maybe tried to do it all before, tried to go after it, and they're thinking, how can I do this a little more simple this time? Hmm. And how can I take, you know, smaller steps? And so I think at times all of us fall into those two different types of individuals, especially when we are trying to make like a radical pivot in our lives. Yeah, and we're we're excited, right? We just had a really great week, possibly at Skyterra. We've learned a bunch of new things. And yeah. yeah, it's only natural, I would assume, to try to, you know, take home as much as possible. 100. Have you ever, like, in when you're trying to put a new habit into place, like, have you ever felt that way where you've tried to do too much or you thought it was going to be a seven-day-a-week thing when, you know, after a week it kind of fizzled out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I know that this is something that, that we're going to get into. And I, I don't want to keep bringing up the run streak, but it is such a really great example. I, when I, I actually had a, a false start on the run streak. Um, oh. I had um, started running every day and I wanted to do more than a mile. And I, I had planned it around um, a trip that I was taking with my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. And it was hard to kind of disrupt that trip. So I had to restart it um, about a week after after that trip was over. And so that's a good example. Was it because you were trying to like run more than a mile or just it hadn't kind of been fully fleshed out? It hadn't been fully fleshed out. Um, and so that was something that I, when I reset, I was like, let me just be a little bit more simple about this and let me 
get this going before I try to take this on vacation with me. Yeah, this is what I see with crafting fitness prescriptions with guests. So sometimes it's like I need seven different routines. I'm going to do strength training, cardio, meditation, mobility. I'm going to do it. it all versus thinking what are the things that are what are the things that I can take home that I can do simply I can do them quickly I can create some prompts in my life that allow me to do them and what things am I most motivated about because it's it's hard to be motivated about all types of say fitness for example or all types of nutrition changes we sort of when we're building habits in order to make them stick need to figure out how can we simplify and what are those most important sort of steps first so I can hear it in your voice, but I'm guessing that between the two types of guests leaving Skyterra, um, the person who maybe makes their habit stick is the one who approaches it in a much simpler way versus the person who's trying to do everything all at once at the same time the day that they step foot off the Skyterra campus. Exactly. And it's it's sort of a, a warning because this is a transformational experience. Like we want you to come here and we want your life to change from it. In order to do that, we have to take a step back because in both of those examples of that type of person, both people are highly motivated. But there's two main differences between those two individuals, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So is that a good place to start, Jeff, with this concept of motivation? We know, we've talked about it. We we hear it all of the time. Yes, we should start there because that's where mostly um, I'm imagining most of our li listeners are at as well. And in visualizing this today, I want you to imagine motivation is on a vertical axis. So when you're trying to build a habit on that vertical axis, just imagine a line, you've got motivation on that axis. It can either be high at the top of that vertical axis, or it can be low at what we're going to call the corner of that axis today. So the I don't know, let me ask you, what, I'm sorry? That's the Y axis. Yes, the Y axis. <laughs> Man, you know your geometry. You can see me visualizing as, as we roll through this. So what I want to make clear is that who isn't high on the, the y-axis in the beginning of creating a change. Like, right. who isn't? That's not usually the problem. That high motivation. Yeah, you're going to be highly motivated in the beginning, but this being reality actually makes it difficult for people to change long-term. So what then is on that horizontal axis or the x-axis? Yeah, so on this x-axis, the horizontal axis, you in that corner where I had low motivation, yep. you, you would have hard to do, and then on the end of that horizontal axis, the x-axis, you would have easy to do. And so what this bottom axis is versus motivation is your ability, your mm -hmm. ability level. And the biggest takeaway that I think everybody needs to hear today is if you don't make something easy to do, you will not fulfill your habits. And so back to that example, the person who has all these different routines, all these different intentions for their fitness plan, it's really not easy to do, especially if you've never done it before. Right. And we're not necessarily saying in your example that the fitness is hard to do. It's the fitting in the life I'm imagining that you're saying would be hard to do. Yes. It's fitness. Let's use strength training as an example. If you've never done strength training in a consistent fashion, it can be hard to understand it. So which that does make it hard to do, but actually moving your body and making that second nature, that could be easy to do. Sure. We just have to set it upright in the in the correct context. So hard versus easy to do is 
the task that's at hand, but also access to it, right? So making sure that you're not, if you have a full-time job and you have family responsibilities, packing your day full of fitness is not a reality either. You're talking about ways to make it easy. So yeah, if you have a pack full day and you make it hard to do, like if you set yourself up and say, oh, I'm going to do 90 minutes of working out, but you never assessed your day, that might last for a few days. But this is where we tend to not achieve habits long-term. We, we don't tend to change those habits long-term. So with motivation, you know, that's what we hear everybody talk about. And I'm sure that's what you see with the guests too. I'm so motivated. Yeah, I'm so motivated. I've just got to stay motivated. And and that's what's always high in the beginning. And that's not, we're not, we're not saying that's not reality. It is. But motivation is the least effective form of long-term behavior change. Can you say that again? Because I feel like that's a really important point. And also it, when, when we were talking before this episode and you shared that with me, I found that to be really surprising because I think people put so much weight on motivation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm tired of people feeling like they have to be motivated because it's, it's sort of unfair. Like to think that you wake up every day and you go into the office and your motivation, motivation is the same every day isn't reality. To say that you wake up every day, you're like, oh, I'm so motivated to cook these three healthy healthy meals today. Mm -hmm. And it's the same every day isn't reality. So to go back to the major point we're making about motivation is motivation is the least effective of the three things that help habits stick. So when you feel, to put this on the flip side, when you feel your motivation waning, that's not that's maybe not as important as some people might think it is, right? Because it's there not. are these, these other pieces. And what are, so we've talked about, you just mentioned the other two pieces. What are those? So motivation, ability, and then prompts. Hmm. Now to give credit where credit's due, this is adapted from a book called Tiny Habits, BJ Fogg. As you know, I'm always looking for habits books that are on the market. And this is where the model we're describing is called the Fog Behavior Model. And the three components are motivation, ability, and prompts. And basically, based off where you are on this vertical axis and this horizontal axis, you can either be below what's called an action line or you can be above an action line. And what I'm essentially saying is if you don't make it easy to do, it's, it's not easy to get above that action line. So mm -hmm. what I see most people doing is they make it hard to do the changes they're setting which leaves them below what's called that action line. And where, if we're thinking about, you know, motivation and then hard versus easy to do, where does that action line live on this graph? Yeah, so almost imagine like a shaped curve. So this is why it works in the beginning. This is why changes work in the beginning mm -hmm. is because the action curve, if your motivation is super high all the time, which we know it can't be, then, then, and it's hard to do, you can do it for a week or two weeks, but the curve, it's sort of like a backwards L-shaped curve. It's kind of like a forward L, where if you're on the top of that axis, it drops down and swoops across to that bottom corner, which is sure. the easy, to, or sorry, that bottom edge, the easy to do. So when you look at this graphic, if you were to visualize this or find it online, you'd see that it's much easier to create a habit if you make it easy to do and, and not rely on motivation. Sure. So this new habit, just to make sure that we understand, 
you want to make sure the most important thing is that it's easy to do, not that you're highly motivated. Motivation is great, but expecting that it will wane over time is just something that's a given. Yes, we've got motivation. We've got the ability to do it. And then the third thing we need to talk about is called prompts. Is that where you would like to go next? Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> so let's use an example of, of something that like I fall into at times where I know other people who are tuning in today might fall into. So we've, we've got this visualization. You're, you're hearing about the, the fog behavior model. Think of you're scrolling through your phone. Okay. My cousin calls that doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> and we've, we've mentioned this in past podcast episodes of just, you know, the effects of technology and all of that. Sure. That's not, that's not the point here. Say your alarm clock is your phone and you wake up and you, you pick up your phone. It's really easy to want to scroll. So it's easy to do because your phone is right there. And then also your motivation is high because you don't want to get out of bed. So basically what I'm saying is this is one example of something all of us fall into the trap of doing. So fr from in my shoes, I've been into, I was into our fantasy football league this last year. And so I would wake up, I'd hit my alarm clock, but I wanted to scroll through uh, and see how my team did. And it was super easy to do. And it got me in this rut of like five to 10 minutes, not getting right out of the bedroom and, and moving into my movement for the day. Sure. So that's one example of a prompt. The phone, the phone is there. It's easy to do. And your motivation is high because you're still tired from the night before. So did you, is that when you decided to move your phone across the room? That's a way of basically making sure that you don't scroll. So it's a prompt that's going to make it hard for you to scroll through your phone. Another right. example of this, uh, personal as well, and I love this when, when nonprofits do this, is they make it easy for you to create a reoccurring donation to their organization. Donation organization. Another great pun. It's a rhyme. It's a rhyme. Is it a rhyme? Uh, not a pun. Man. No. Uh, I could see our executive producer shaking his head. He's like, no, Joe. <laughs> he's going to give pun. you. He's going to give you some joke training. We're going to get some positive uh, responses here in a second. I know. <laughs> but does that make sense? On the donation is like it's it's if you think of any subscription you have, why sure. the subscription model in like the business world is really effective these days is because it's hard for you to cancel. And so your motivation to cancel, if it's like $15 subscription or $20 subscription, you're, you sometimes like wait months to cancel because your motivation's low and it's, it's hard to cancel. So that gets you below the action line. So on the flip side, think of it from a business perspective, which you always want to do in business is make it easy for people to pay you. Otherwise, you're, you're not going to have people paying you if you're below the action line. Right. Um, so, Jeff, just to take us back to those two guests who are meeting with you right before they leave Skyterra, what would be um, when you're helping them put their plan together and you've helped the person who's trying to do so much see the importance of making sure that this is easy, going to be easy to do, what would some prompts be that you give them to help them be even more successful? Yeah, so the first step is making sure that they do create a realistic plan understanding how much fitness have they done in the past and also asking the question when when you were in a fitness routine or when you were eating healthy what were the things that allowed you to do that what was mm. different about your life and making sure that in setting the plan it 
isn't over overwhelming. Your question is more about the prompts. So what could make something easier for someone to work out at home? Well, within that fitness plan, we find them a personal trainer in their area. Sorry for the extra R. So many R's. <laughs> yeah. We, we set them up for two days out of that week or out of that fitness plan. It's with someone else. So that's a prompt for them to be like, oh, well, I'm going to go to the gym at this time because Mr. Personal Trainer or Mrs. Personal Trainer, I've set those sessions with them. So that's one example of a prompt from a, a fitness perspective. Um, and then again, building those prompts in how many do you think people should build into their plan? Do you think for some, it could be just one prompt or is it, is there a rule of three, which I know you almost, like? Almost the, the more, the better. Hmm. And, and what I mean by that is don't like, don't go crazy. Be like, Oh, I'm going to do prompts, prompts, prompts. What I mean is for this person who's trying to create a fitness plan. Well, what one prompt might be, they're going to write out their schedule for the week in their daily planner. This is something I did really early on to create movement in my life is you could go back to my planners and I actually highlight, I would highlight when I did it, but I would plan out the entire week. So one prompt is planning when you're going to do what type of fitness or planning mm-hmm. when you're going to prepare your meals. So that's, that's one type of prompt. Another prompt in, in the fitness example could be making sure you lay out your clothes the night before. Many individuals have heard this before. It sounds so simple, but say you're going to go to go to the gym after work or you're going to go right home and go for a walk. Well, maybe your prompt is changing into those workout clothes or having that bag ready already in your vehicle so that when you go home, you're not going to you're going to be more apt to pull into the gym. Right. Right. Put it on the front seat. Yeah. I actually have a close, close friend and a, a guest who stayed with us here at Skyterra. That's worked really well for him. He's at a high level um, in an administrative position, IT, of a hospital. And his days start really early and they can be really long. But a prompt for him is he'll check into the class that he's going to. And they're practicing all the COVID stuff with the boxes like we are, so six feet apart, keeping everybody safe, where he'll check into the class the night before, he'll get his bag ready. And he's one of those dudes that like, he is a super planner. And I think he thrives in creating props. And and that's why he's probably been so successful in his career as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So it sounds like planning too is important for these prompts. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any other examples of prompts that you've seen worked really well? So other prompts, let's maybe use a different example. And I'm, I'm going to bring up my daughter here. So <gasps> Mia. Yeah, Mia. Think think really simply. There's probably a lot of parents out here listening or or you may not have kids in the house now, but you, you can remember that when like a baby cries, that's a prompt. They're trying to tell you something. Now, other prompts for us from a standpoint of parenting is we get home after our day at Skyterra. We're usually both there starting to prepare dinner. You you can tell when Mia's starting to get a little upset and when it's dinner time. So it kind of prompts you to either serve dinner earlier or serve dinner later. So that's that's an example on the flip side where even with your personal relationships, you can tell when people are prompting you. So kind of kind of kind of an interesting curveball way of looking at this this model. That's interesting. Having good communication. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's always important, right? Yes. Jeff, anything else you think is important for us to know on how to really make sure that your habits stick? So in making sure there's actionable, really simple ways of thinking about this, 
don't rely on motivation is the biggest thing. It's, it's like the weather. You've heard me say that before. Now, here's what I do want you to do. Really think about that habit that you really want to stick, like the one that has, has maybe come up for you during this series, and really think about how do you make that habit easier for you to do it. And that is the best place to start. After you think about how you make that habit easier to do, whether that's the amount of time, whether that's certain days in the week, whether that's uh, a support, someone helping you, accountability, then I want you to think about two or three prompts that will keep you above the action line. That would be a nice way of kind of hopefully simplifying this if, if that's what you were looking for, Rachel. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful summary. And we also talked about um, making sure that it's realistic. Yep. And that yep. falls on on that corner of the, the x-axis, the, uh, the end of the x-axis, exactly. There you go. We got a little algebra in there. Very cool. That was a tough <laughs> subject for me. Did you like algebra? <laughs> no. No. No, yeah. but my dad is a math teacher, so I know he'll be very proud. <laughs> Sweet. Well, okay. I, I think we're probably ready to wrap up. You want to hit the summary? Yeah, I sure do. So I think um, the thing that's the most important nugget, not only out of this episode, but out of our four-part habit series, is that motivation is the least important when you're trying to make changes. You can't rely on it. You don't need to rely on it. You can build these other pieces into your life. And so those other pieces are, Jeff talked about the importance of making sure that whatever you're trying to change, make that habit easy to do. Um, and he talked about a couple of different examples, whether it's timing, whether it's just how um, simple it is, making sure that it's something that you can get done easily. And then building in those prompts, which require planning, putting two or three of those into your life that just remind you um, of what you're actually trying to accomplish. How'd I do, Jeff? That was spot on, Rachel. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well, this has been a great series. Yeah. Thank you so much, listeners. If you followed us through the series or if this is your first episode, go back and listen to the other episodes. We'd love that if you want to start building habits today, you should come see us because everything we do on campus is to make sure that you learn the skills and the mindset to create habits at home. That's right. If you'd like to make even more changes, come stay with us at Skyterra. Go to skyterrawellness.com on our website. Click book your stay. We cannot wait to see you. The Inspired Intentions podcast is a production of Skyterra Wellness Retreat. Special thanks to our executive producer, Alan Broyhill. Send us your questions and comments to inspiredintentions at skyterrawellness.com. Subscribe on iTunes and everywhere podcasts can be found. If someone you know might benefit from this podcast, share Inspired Intentions with them and give us a five-star rating. Join us next week as we cut through the unrealistic noise on diets and fitness and show you how healthy living fits seamlessly into your already busy life. Thanks for listening.